This is a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. All right, here it comes. I reckon about now. Sure. What do you think now? Yeah. We're going to come in, folks, because it's the afternoon. Booker T in the MG's uh, house band. Take the rest of the day off, guys. It might surprise you it's the afternoon. Yes. Because in, I guess, real terms, it's 11am. Or it would have been 11am yesterday. It's all different now because we're in daylight savings. Do you know that? You do now. I have to convince someone that they had to put, <laughs> put the clocks forward and not back. Yeah. Spring forward, fall back. Yeah, right? yeah, Everyone good, knows this. Good thing I did. Some, somebody, friend. somebody, yes. yeah, who shall be nameless, who <laughs> won't be listening to us now because they're, they're teaching today. <sighs> good morning. No, because it isn't. It's daylight savings time, so it's 12.02. Yes. Here on 3 Triple RFM. A uh, few yellow and black scarves in with the scientists, I see. Yes. Yes. Jubilation. Yes. Imagine being in Richmond. Imagine being in postcode 3121 yesterday. Uh, we actually drove down Swan Street at about, just in the afternoon. Oh, right. Uh, Before yeah, the that, end of the game. Yes. And it was, was all... Say, that's madness. They'd actually they quite cleverly blocked out anyone from parking because I think they had uh, a bit of a <laughs> they kind of knew bit of into the chaos that was going to descend. That was a no, don't do it for goodness sake. Mm. Uh, congratulations to Richmond. We don't often talk about we never really talk about sport, no because I don't know anything about it. Momentous, Isn't but we agree okay. it's a momentous thing. Sure, uh, it's about redemption. There's a lot of themes here. Really, it's about suffering and the triumph over suffering over many many years. It's just sport. To it's some not, people, not really to some very, people, it's more than that. Real suffering. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> no, no. It's not, it's not real suffering. No. Yeah. All right. It's not like you know, if you're a, a Rohingya, for instance, or you're in Puerto Rico. Let's not go down. Twelve oh three here. Three triple R F M. Happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Yeah. Um, yes, it's daylight saving. So that is a good thing because Did. it's a harbinger of warmer times, more sunshine, children playing in the fields. I think I say this at every point this time of year, but as well as the positive harvest well, of, of the longer days and the spring produce, this is also annoyingly for me hay fever season. Yes. So I've spent some of this week with my fist sort of buried in my eyes like it's going to... Yes, but it's also gin and tonic season. Sure. <laughs> so swings and roundabouts. Yeah, right? you know, hey. <laughs> yin and yang. Hey, you know, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Sure. Half, <laughs> half full of gin. And, in this instance. and, uh, and maybe some Campari and some Ooh. sweet vermouth too. Uh, yes, it is, uh, the start of daylight savings. Good afternoon to you all. What are you doing? As I ask a lot on this show. Um, hope you're having a, a fabulous day. Yes. Hope you're chilled out. We should say this program is Eat It. I'm Matt Steadman and you. Um, Cam Smith. Yes. Today. And we should say a big thank you to the scientists yet again. Good on you, scientists. For their 11 o'clock shuffle. Yes. They've done, they've done very, very good things. Mm. Um, have you ever wondered what uh, Mr. and Mrs. Wilkinson cook at home? Not until <laughs> I saw this book that's in front of you. Yes, uh, published by Hardy Grant. Um, it's uh, Matt Wilkinson we're speaking of. Yes. He has written some mighty tomes. Yes. Uh, his book on veggies. Was brilliant. And is also his book on simply dressed salads is a bit of a favourite at yes. our house. It's a bloody ripper. Mm. We introduced a lot of Australians to the idea of salad cream. Yes. Yeah. And he's got another book. 
Oh my God! It's a cookbook for the for every family, and it's actually what he's done. It's he's mm-hmm. paired up with his uh, longtime fabulous partner, Charlie yes. Gibb. Yep. Um, I suppose she'd be Charlie Gibb Wilkinson. Is that mm. the way you do the nomenclature for marriage names? Or yeah, you care if you Wilkinson face. Gibb has a better sort of ring to it, I would think, rather than Gibb, Gibb Wilkinson. Wilkinson? Mm. Sounds like maybe a new member of the Bee Gees or something like that. <laughs> the new drummer. And here it is. Go, Charlie. Um, but they've, what they've done is they've yes. put together a book about um, how do they manage cooking at home, mm. and we're going to have a little bit of an insight into that. They're both coming in, which would be great. That means, yes. means the hooligans will be coming in too. Hooligans, of course, being the two boys. Yes, we have to remove any sharp object from the green room. Yes, that's right. And um, whose voices can penetrate soundproof <laughs> studios, <laughs> we've seen in the past. So we'll yep. see how that. So we'll talk about um, how how they do it. How do they do it? And also, what you've got is it's a contrast between Maddie Wilkinson, mm. chefy sort of you mm. know thing, and Charlie, maybe not quite so chefy, uh, chefy thing, but wants to get the food on the table. Yes. How does that sort of work? That dynamic. I read a good compliment about Matt Wilkinson in a book I've been reading, which was uh, Richard Cornish's oh. "You Without Me," which is a really good book. It was um, released, I don't know, probably probably a year, year and a half ago now. I think so, yeah. No we, judgment. We did I'm have a slow Richard reader. On there? Yes. His latest book is uh, Brain Food. Yes, which is a compilation of his columns. Anyway, he was talking he in Here Without Meat about Matt Wilkinson and a handful of other chefs. That These are one of the some of the few chefs around town who don't use meat as a crutch. Meat as a crutch. So oh, okay. His contention is that a lot of chefs can just get by by getting a good piece of steak or lamb or whatever, yes, cooking it with nicely. provenance and, and narrative. Exactly. Yes. And then just pairing it with your classic vegetables. Whereas Matt Wilkinson has often said, if you want to eat seasonally, you should start with your fruit and veggies. What fruit? Fruit. What vegetables do I want and salad do I want? Mm. And then pair that with protein if needed. Mm. I would say asparagus would be on my menu this yeah. time of the year, wouldn't it? It would be. We're getting into broad bean season too. Broad beans, yes. Um, Shannon Martinez from Smith and Daughters came in. She said she's been eating a few uh, broad beans, mm-hmm. and she chided me. Really? Yeah, she said, uh, I said, I haven't had any broad beans. And she looked at me and she said, you haven't been looking hard enough, have you? She scoffed. And I went, okay. Did you enter the, the – uh, forgive me, I wasn't here last week. Did you enter yes. the, the, the single peel versus double peel debate? Uh, no, we didn't go there. Okay. Uh, we d- I think both are valid. I think so too. I really do. Depends uh, on the size. It's a big, big – Huge mofos, you probably want to take the outer skin off. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it's how, one, how, how highfalutin you want to get. I got there, thank you. Um, with, with the things, because they can look absolutely beautiful. And if you, yes. if you glaze those double peeled things with mm. maybe a little bit of um, herbs and some finish with some butter so mm. that it all gets glossy and gorgeous, like next to a couple little choppies or something like mm. that. That is just a thing of great beauty. Yes. But then again, you can just boil the buggers up. And yep. You know, one way that I've seen broad beans done, mm. and this was sort of these uh, French Algerians who did it. It was a million years ago. And I think they might have even been just crappy old dried ones that have been reconstituted. But they were boiled up mm. and then just a whole bunch of powdered cumin on top. Ooh. Yeah, that was pretty much it. And mm-hmm. then beer. And it's like, yeah, here <laughs> the, the beer will help. We're simply here to there. Manche, there we go. You want some bread? You know, and it was it was a fairly rustic meal. Yes. But um, it was it was quite good. Mm. Anyway, coming on the show today, yes. uh, on this Daylight Savings kind of show today, mm. we've got 
Matt Wilkinson and Charlie Gibb, as we said, yes. um, uh, is going to happen. And um, um, we were um, in serious and furious agreement yes. um, driving in together because yes. we carpooled today. We did. Um, on regards to – it's about time we did a market report. We've been let's, – let's fess up – a little lacking with market reports this year because our trusty market reporter, John – from the Vic Market has been he's laid up. He's on the bench. Yes, he's been laid up all year mm. post-surgery. Uh, and so pinch hitting today for the market report will be the one and only uh, Joe Toscano. Yeah, that'd be good. Mm. So, yeah, we'll get an idea of uh, where we are in the seasons, what's good. What does she do? Actually, I wonder if she double peels her broad beans. We'll find that mm. out. Uh, and more, if there's still citrus worth pursuing yes. around the joint. Limes are cheap at the moment, apparently. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Anyway, we'll find out. I digress. Um, so, yeah, that's it. And then uh, before we move into, we're going to play a little bit of music and yes. uh, just hopefully entertain you for this hour. We found some saints, two saints. Uh, Saint Jerome, um, patron of librarians and students, go you. And then there's uh, Saint Therese of Lisieux who is the patron of flower growers. So, Yost Baker, if you're yeah. listening, that's your saint, baby. I hope the listenership appreciates saint the, Therese. the energy and effort you put into the saint finding each week. Because you said I don't it, think that it, was, it was about 20 past 11, and you said with a note of genuine frustration in your voice, I haven't got any saints yet. To- <laughs> I don't even know so how this happened, to be honest go- with you. Off to Google you went. Oh, well, you're not going to find this. Okay, and uh, in Germany, you'll be happy to know that it's Erntendendank Fest, which is a Harvest Thanksgiving Festival or the Potato Harvest Festival. So oh, nice. they're giving all hail the potato yes. over there. Hail potato. Um, I've got 1913 written here. I don't know quite. Oh, yes, and mm. on this day. Yes. 1968. Um, the start of um, the flesh-eating zombies really happened. George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead uh-huh. came out. Yes. Apparently there were zombie movies in the 30s, but that was the real first. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's when it got big. Right. I remember seeing the Valhalla a million years ago. And this is kind of cool in that they're here. Hello. <laughs> um, 2009, uh-huh. McDonald's. Right, Yes. Closed its three locations in Iceland due to the and here's a little bit of corporate speak for you. Yes. So they had to close three yes. of the things because the, obviously it's it just not, wasn't working. It's for just them. not working, and they closed it this month due to the complex operational environment. <laughs> <laughs> no one's buying the Big Macs. That's great, Barry. Due to the complexity of our operating of environment. operating environment, isn't that um? Absolute ripper. And I can only think, like, in Australia, yeah. the only place I can think of where McDonald's retreated yes. was Ligon Street. Jeez, I didn't know there was a McDonald's on there Ligon Street. Was there was a McDonald's in Ligon Street briefly, but it closed. I remember the, the Starbucks that opened there and the schadenfreude we enjoyed when it closed down <laughs> a couple of years later. Oh, yeah, and then Borders. Yes. Which is now... Ligon, Ligon Street has defeated a lot of international retailers, when you think of it. Like, and, it's a plucky little street. And what was Borders is now that amazing Brunetti space. If you, yeah. haven't, if you haven't been to Brunetti's, check it out, because it's... Try the cannoli. Try the cannoli. <laughs> it is enormous. I think when we were there a couple it's of gigantor. weeks ago... It's gigantic. I think, what, we counted 12 
groups on the coffee machines? So well, there's two, four, yeah, there's a couple, uh, yeah, three. Three by four. Three by four grip machines and the coffee is raged on, uh, raised on a stage. But <laughs> Ligon Street is a really the David fighting the Goliaths of corporate might when you think about it. And it seems to be winning, which is good. Do you know who Ligon was? I do not. Ligon was the superhero of the English military in the 19th century. He was the head of the cavalry. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, mm. you amaze your friends. It's 12.13 here on 3 Triple RFM. I think I've got uh, just about everything we wanted to I think so, too. Do. Should we play some music? Mm, let's do it. Yeah, that's right. 12.18 here on 3 Triple RFM. And uh, Joseph Abood, g'day Joseph, how are you going, of um, of Rumi fame, has mm-hmm. uh, sent me a little text and say, ah, it is not just Colin, uh, it's not just Carlton, where this happened. That has but, repelled McDonald's. But uh, yeah, the uh, the good burgers of uh, Coburg have said no, uh, no Hamburglar burgers. This so anyway, that's, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. So we just thought we'd throw it. Thank you for that, Joseph. Hmm. Uh, 12, uh, let's call it 1219 sure. here. It's Daylight Savings. It's uh, it's a great day for the uh, the followers of the yellow and black. But it's also spring. And hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a great changing of the seasons because it's all around us. The leaves are here. The blossoms here. And... Uh, and there's a whole bunch of new things happening in the market. And someone to help us make sense of all that, of course, is Joanne Toscano. A very, very good afternoon to you, Joanne. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? You're still in Pretty non-daylight good. savings time, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you got me we got you. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a busy weekend with the uh, grand final, of y- course. Yes. And half my family are tigers, so oh my God. it's a bit have, crazy. Are they, have any of them come home yet, or are they still out? <laughs> No, well, my kid's dad is. We, we, I haven't seen him, so I'm not quite sure. But, um, but he was very excited when I spoke to him last night. He was heading into. He missed out on the ticket, but he was heading into Richmond. So who knows what what has uh, come of him? And it's also my daughter, my brother's birthday, and I'm having lunch with oh. all my family today. So oh, it's oh cool. my god, uh, what's uh, what's for lunch? Very quickly. Uh, well, just what have you done? We just pork pork belly and um, uh, uh, some roast meat beef so i'm going to do that so i've done the, the pork the twice cooked pork you know when you do it the night before and you press it down yes okay so you you do your sort of like your first braise and then you press it to get rid of all the uh the fat that's sort of within the belly i suppose and then you do yeah. the uh the sort of the hard fry or stick it in the oven to get the crispiness happening is that sort of it that's exactly right. And mm. because if you're supposed to be having lots of people, you can, because you get all the messy bit over and done with, yep. and you've got the pieces all nicely cut, you can just put them in the oven, and Bob's your uncle. Oh, and you, that's just one of the best ways of um, preparing for a lot of guests, I reckon. That's where a braise can be just fabulous, or a, um, mm. uh, what are the um, the French court when you bake things? A four. You know, like a pasta, mm. pasta al forno. Forno? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, baked pasta. So, you know, they're great. They're easy to do, and, and that way you don't have to be doing stuff while, um, while you guess around. So that, that kind of makes sense. Uh, are you, have you served lunch? Are you waiting to? Are we, no, are well, we interrupting having, it? A, no, no, we're having a late lunch to a oh, clock. Oh, good. So all, oh. all good. Oh, so we can just sit back and have a cup of tea and have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> it is springtime. Um, all the signs are there, aren't they? They're there, but the weather hasn't been as warm as we would have liked. Um, this week's been okay, but coming weeks, 
the early in the month, the cold weather's really held things up. With one day, um, that one day aberration where it got over like 30 degrees and everyone went, whoa, what is this about? Yeah. Yeah, that was what it was last Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah. In mm. asparagus, which I heard you mention earlier, yep. we're not seeing it in the numbers we would have liked, and definitely um, the price isn't where we would like it either. In fact, I wanted to do, I love baked, well, while I've got the oven going, I just put in some asparagus spears. <laughs> I just love to bake them. But we didn't actually get, you know, those nice thick ones this week? There wasn't they're the ones you want. So they're the ones I want. But yeah, I was, I'm, always. I've got to do the thin bunch ones mm. just because of lack of supply. But also, uh, the artichoke season is later as well, but at the moment, it's sort of peaking. It's, it, we should have peaked a bit earlier in August. How much are but, artichokes um, per these days? Buck oh, fifty? Got me dollar? Yeah, about that. A bit, yeah. a bit more than a dollar. Mm. Between a dollar and two dollars. But, I mean, I love, love an artichoke at the moment. They don't have the, um, the, the hairy toke, which is great. That's good. So it means you can eat all the way through to the heart. And and they're the, the purple ones. These days we get um, artichokes all year, but they're the hybrid ones that look gorgeous like proteas that you yes. put in a vase, but they don't have the flavour of the of these real ones. And you can tell that they're, they're not hybrid because they're a bit uglier looking and they've got that pink tinge yes. to so, them. And then we move into the uh, black artichokes, which are my favourite. They're the spinosa? That's right. The spiny but, but ones. they're a bit late as well. So They're the ones yeah. that I wait for. Hey, yeah, do you yeah, ever get, um, have you ever seen, eaten, I'm sure you have, um, the artichokes' sort of long spindly cousin, the cardoon? Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't eaten, we, we don't have them, but I have seen them. They're awesome. But, um, you know, you know how you do like, um, the, um, artichokey sort of omelette, you know, frittatery thing? Um, yep. you, you do that with cardoon stems, so you get this beautiful artichoke flavour with cheese, you know, a bit of parmigiano and stuff in there, yeah. um, and it's bloody awesome. And I've heard, anecdotally, I haven't walked along it, but the Broadmeadows train line, uh-huh. there's a whole bunch of wild cardines grow along there. Yeah, I'm sure... I'm sure. I always remember my mother telling me that my grandmother used to make a stop in all the in wherever she was if she saw anything like that, um, any thistle. Stop the was car. Sometimes quite. Yeah, sometimes they'd be driving through Campbell or somewhere like that, yes. and mum would be like, "Oh, this is a bit, you know, a little bit embarrassing." Yeah, like, but oh my I, god, get, the, get out of the car with the baskets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think she just put it in her, in her skirt, like she fold up her the bottom of her skirt. Oh my god. But um, I love this with the artichokes. Just similar to that is I always use the the stem of the artichoke, peel it back. Yep. And um, and if you're baking artichokes, the stem is the best bit. It's delicious. It's like the shank on a on a roast leg of lamb. Yeah. A little little bit like that. So what else are we looking at? So we're looking at the the fall of citrus, shall we say, if we wanted to sort of summarise this. Citrus yeah. are sort of slowly starting to go. We'll start to see Valencia's come in. Yeah, so navels are still good. They're, they've been a bit expensive. Um, mm. There's been a strong export market, so it's kept the price up. Mandarins, the Afforers, are still pretty good. Yeah. Um, a good choice. And Ruby, Ruby Blush are magnificent at the moment if you're into grapefruit. Yep. I do like them. Um, yeah, and th- well, that was a great thing when they first started coming in because we were so used to the only grapefruit were these just sort of bitter and sour um, because a, a a grapefruit, the yellow ones are a little bit bitter, aren't they? It's sort of, it's a weird then, sort of acid, isn't it? Yeah, we still have the old customers that prefer that because they have more flavour. 
So the ruby blush is sweeter, but don't have as much flavour. There's always, always that tension between sweetness and flavour. <laughs> tension, I love it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the themes. But yeah, but. When they first came in, they were always much more expensive, but these days their price of the yellow and the pink are comparable, which is good news, because most people prefer the pink. Have you ever grilled them? I haven't. You can do, you dredge with, um, with like a caster sugar and cinnamon and um, stick it under the gorilla until it all goes real bubbly and sort of stuff, and watch out for the kids because it sort of comes out like napalm. But it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a really, really great offset to, to that sort of flavour. I kind of like mm. that. And what do you serve it with? Like- ah, just by itself. It's just like a singular okay. thing. It's like an artichoke you yeah. know, or asparagus. Okay. You know, It's one of those things where mm. you just serve the one thing. Hey, speaking of one thing, rhubarb. I've seen some beautiful mm. rhubarb around at the moment. Am I right yeah. in to say that's coming into... Is is that a thing now, or is it just an aberration well, we get, I saw? No, well, I mean, it ebbs and flows, but we get mm. rhubarb all around the the, the, sea, the year now, but it is particularly uh, nice at the moment, I agree. Have you got a secret nice. to cooking rhubarb? Uh, not hardly any liquid, and for not for very long, it's yeah. my secret. And if, you want, <laughs> and if you want to keep them in... I like to bake it. You bake it? Yeah, I just wash it yes. and, and then don't dry it properly. So you, so but you've sort of shake, shaken the water off. So it's still got a little bit of moisture it, clinging to just it. Just a bit of moisture. Mm. That's right. Chop it up, put it in, the, in a hot oven, sprinkle some brown sugar, and you know if you feel like some cinnamon or or other sort of spices. Yes. Yum. That sounds good and easy. And if you wanted to keep it shaped, you keep it unpeeled, and it'll stay red. Um, if you do peel them, you lose your colour and they'll just sort of go blah, 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 to mush. I don't think I've ever peeled rhubarb, even when I've wanted it mushy. Yeah. So you. that's just, yeah. That's just you. Um, uh, what else is going on? Um, Veggie-wise, um, so asparagus are a little bit um, light on the ground and, of course, the majority of our asparagus comes from Kui Rup in beautiful, that's in Gippsland, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. We've also got some beautiful corn coming out of Kiwi Rup at the moment as well. Okay. So, uh, um, yep. And broad beans. I heard you mention those earlier. Yes. They're having a good season. Now they're not. They're they're, they're pretty good price at the moment, but they are, I think they're coming out of Swan Hill. Mm. But they and, uh, they will get cheaper as they come from places closer to Melbourne. But um, I love broad beans. And, and I heard you talking about the double peeling. There it is. The quandary. What, what, what do we do? That's right. Yeah. Well, look. I must admit, until I was an adult, I'd only ever had them not peeled. Because my mother never bothered. That's good. What are you doing that for? Uh, yeah, exactly. She'd always have them, and we always had them cooked up with some white, you know, those beautiful um, onions that you get in spring, the fresh the, onions? The big flat uh, salad onion type thing. Yeah, but they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I don't know, I think that we've got the bulbs from Queensland, but those ones haven't quite started, but like those. Mm. And just um, cook that onion, um, soften the onion, and then add some broad beans in this in the peel that you'd already um yep. boiled until yes. that was tender and so it provided that beautiful sort of rustic flavor different sort of texture when you double peel them which i have as an adult yes. it's sort of a different meal oh it but, is isn't but it but it's it's uh, yeah and, and that is there's definitely a place for that too i love it like if i was doing risotto or something i'd always double peel them <gasps> but yeah so um i i go both ways Actually, that sounds really, really good. It, it, you, you have them ready to go into the risotto right at the very end, huh? That's right. No, I would have, yeah, I would have, um, like, already boiled them, peeled oh. them, and ready just to put in. What else do you do with the broad beans? And beautiful, 
But, but, say, uh, in that risotto, because um, I don't know why, but I'm thinking of like a, a little bit of uh, bernoisette and a little bit of thyme in it just on the top floating around. Yeah, lemon, lemon rind. And lemon rind. I love some lemon rind. Uh, Matt, Matt's just thrown up his hands around. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, lemon, lemon rind. Of course. <laughs> that makes sense. So they're around. Uh, they're going to get cheaper. Um, and get that's kind of good. Um, what else is having? Spuds are sort of um, chucking along. Are they, the, we got new season yeah, spuds coming in? They're new season Queensland. Seen the chats, um, the little chatties? Yeah. Yeah, I don't tend to use those as much. I'm like, I reckon we've got, with the Nicola and those other waxy varieties that we see these days, they tend to have a bit more flavour. Mm. But, um, yeah, in fact, I'm roasting some new season Nicola. That's something else to go with my pork belly. I've Ooh, got yeah. them ready to go. Yes. Because uh, when they're beautiful, they're new season, they've got all that moisture in them, and uh, you can't stuff them up, which is always a benefit, because yeah, they're nice good. and hard. Yes. And um, what about gnocchi? Well, what sort of uh, spuds do you guys use for... What's a, a good gnocchi potato? And is this a good time uh, of year to be making gnocchi with the, the water and starch content? And yeah, not if they're, new se- if they're too new season, they won't, won't be as good. I tend to like the Dutch cream, which I'm thinking is still old season, but I'm not 100% on that. So um, you can always use a Desiree, but I find the Desiree of 20 years ago are not the Desiree of today. Oh. They sort of... I don't know if you've noticed that. Did you notice that? What happened? What happened to them? Ah, when they first came out, I'm going to get in trouble from someone for saying. I know. I can see someone. Someone's glancing at you askance, aren't they? And going, "What? Hopefully, they're not listening." Don't diss my Uh, Desirees. Well, when they first came in, they had like there was a few small growers, and they were beautiful. They had full flavour, and they had that beautiful crumbly consistency. Yes. But then they got became a bit more mainstream, and then there were new varieties improved, like developed that would um, have greater yield, etc. And I just think they lost a little bit of their their spark. It used to be about the music. <laughs> yeah. God. Maybe what we happened? Move to you on because I'm really worried. Yeah, my God. All right, let's trouble. move on. Okay, so no, no one heard that. Um, all right. Um, oh, okay. So let's talk about the uh, the the glamour the glamouruchis of the of this time of year. Um, morels. Have you seen any morels oh, yet? We st- yeah, we had a few last week, mm. but um, yeah, but I haven't seen them this week. They are really hit and miss. Yeah, but they are great when you get them. Have, have you got a favourite thing like- to do with them when you when you get a? Mor- oh, we should just explain. Morels are the spring mushrooms. They've got um, elongated sort of things. They've got uh, sort of holes in them all the way around. A little bit like honeycomb. Honeycomb, yeah, beautiful. And you've got to shake out all the bugs and stuff out of them when you get them because mm. they can be full of all sorts of things. But how do you eat and they're them? Really to- they're really toxic raw too. So toxic what? Raw. Oh, toxic raw. raw. They, need, they need to be cooked. Oh, okay, thank uh, you. Like yes. any of those expensive mushrooms, yes. simplicity is the key. Yes. Just a bit of butter, a little bit of garlic, even not even I don't even cut up the garlic, I just put it in and then let let it just sort of smash it, let the flavour infuse into the butter. Ooh. And then remove the garlic and then the morel, a little bit of cream, some parmesan through pasta Ooh. or on, on top of some chicken or something like that. And um, I can give you the alternate. Uh, the French uh, do an interesting thing where they actually incorporate double-skinned broad beans. So uh, like uh-huh. a, a little uh, melange of, uh, of the broad beans, uh, morels, uh, chervil, lots of butter, pepper. And, oh, uh, and as a, like a little aside to, you know, a beautiful breast of chicken or something like that. 
Yeah, makes kind of sense. The French do it well, don't they? They do a few things well. They'll try to tell you they do everything well, but you just can't believe them. Um, all right, so let's uh, summarise. I'm just looking back at the market basket that we've got. I see um, asparagus poking out of it, but there's probably not enough for the meal that I really, really want. Uh, the corn from Kui Rup is, uh, is a goer. You were saying, we were both saying that, look, rhubarb's good at the moment, and that's uh, a nice thing to have. What else is in your pick of the market? Well, if we can we go to fruit? Mangoes. So the mango season has started, yes. That's crazy. Yes. There's some sort of weird, weird fruiting trees in the Northern Territory they've done strange things to. Humpty Doo. Humpty Doo. Humpty Doo. Berry Springs, I think, we're we're getting them out of. They'll move down to Catherine. Is that a a Kingston Pride we're talking? Yes, definitely KP. Yeah, Um, Yeah, mate, KP, uh, the uh, only one. So they're just... They're pretty good. They're mm. pretty good for the early mangoes. And the price isn't too bad either. But as we've moved across, we sort of go down to Catherine, then across up to North Queensland, and they get cheaper again. But they're delicious. Unfortunately, the cherries and the stone fruit are going to be a little bit later because of this cold spring, we think. Yeah. Um, well, you usually think around not- Cup Day is sort of cherry time, isn't it? That is right. That's what yeah. I was talking about my, with my father yesterday. About it was always, and they'd always have an auction. And I remember they'd yes. always have the, when I was a kid, they'd have it on the news, and I'd always look out and see if my dad was on TV. And oh, get really? Excited. Yeah, because oh, he was in the market. <laughs> he was yeah. never bidding on it, but I um, raised my charity. Anyway, we do, we do, at other times of year because they are expanding where cherries are coming from. They're coming from now. We get the early ones up. Um, Cobram near the Murray, so we do oh. see them earlier, and we do see them before Cup Day sometimes. But this year, definitely, this cold weather sort of held things up. Because I remember it used to be uh, Young was one of the sort of the places to get your cherries from in New Is South Wales. Oh, uh, yeah, no, we did get some. That's right. Yeah. It's the early season New South Wales one. That's right. Yeah. Well, Joanne, look, it has been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. I hope you haven't gotten in trouble with the uh, those Desiree remarks that you made before. We, we can, oh. don't worry, we can delete them from the uh, the. We'll delete the Twitter transcripts. We'll as, just leave uh, it out. Yes, and uh, we'll, ne- we'll never speak of this again. But um, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Hope the pork. Well, the pork belly is going to work because you've pretty much done all the work, really. Yeah, I think it's... I was actually... Yeah, I was, did it last night after I got back from the grand final party I was at and it was making me hungry just smelling, the, you know, after I pulled it out of the oven the first time. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> it sounds great. Have a marvellous lunch and thank you as always for taking the time to have a chat with us uh, on the radio. Anytime. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> Go Joanne. Joanne Toscano from mm. uh, Toscano's Veg. 12.36. No wonder you're giving me the wind-up. You've selected some classic rock. I've selected some classic rock uh, with a feel-good kind of feel. Yeah. Uh, music that makes you dance, especially little kiddly winks. They love to jump around to this, I reckon. And zero. Mm. We've come out of the uh, sponsorship announcements. It is 12.40 here in the studio, and it is a little bit momentous. Because uh, in the past, we've had um, many chats with Matt Wilkinson. He's come in. We've joked. We've kidded around. We've had fun. But now we've got the dynamic duo. Um, Charlie, what are you laughing at, Charlie? <laughs> the dynamic duo. Yeah. What do you think? It's good. Yeah. Well, we'll, go don't, well, we could say in the kitchen, the dynamic duo in the kitchen. And uh, 
coming together and uh, the experiences of uh, of living with uh, with a chef of great note. Um, Charlie, you, you, baby. you guys, <laughs> some, of you, some of you around that I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry about my voice today. <laughs> the tags might have uh, had we'll, something to do with it. We'll, 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 we'll get to that. But you've done a book, and um, it's uh, you've decided to collaborate on this on this thing. How did that come about? Did you was it you, Charlie, that said, "Listen, uh, <laughs> no, listen, yeah." So I, you know, obviously the Mr. Mr. Wilkinson's uh, yes. favorite vegetables, and then the simply dressed salads. And Hardy Grant wanted me to do another book. Yes, I want to do five. That's my kind of idea. And keep five, all, yeah, keep them all the same. Um, Half a metric dozen. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> that's, what I, that's a little bit more clumsy, isn't it? Yes. Um, and who better to do it with than? Yeah, there's plenty of books out there and chefs. If you're going to do chefs, a collaboration, yeah, chefs chefs do a lot of home cookbooks and they just don't feel like their homes. You know what I mean? Um, I, I love our life, and Charlie's an amazing cook. Like she worked, uh, she's been in hospitality, front of house, and done cooking professionally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it was actually a real joy to write. Um, because it was actually really easy to write because when you don't realise that you cook all dishes at home, the, the things that we eat at home aren't the things that I serve at Pope or no. I've done in Serbia. Well, this is uh, Pope Joan. I was asked to mention Pope Joan. I got a little note from Matt. Yes. That says mention Pope oh, Joan. Pope Joan. Who are these people we're yeah, talking yeah, to? Yeah. Um, Who you, are these, these guys on the it's radio? Like Matt Steadman, the contextualizer. <laughs> Thank you for so that. It's on my business so card. D- this is uh, uh, Matt and Shally, of course. You probably don't know Matt Wilkinson from Pope Joan, and you might remember Shally from <sighs> Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. Long time ago now. Long time ago. Can I just digress very, very quickly? Sure. Um, saw you uh, recently during the week and there was a momentous thing for Natalie O'Brien, yes. CEO leaving Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. 16 years at the helm. Yeah. And yeah. how many years did you do at the Food and Wine Festival? I was five and a half years. Five and a half. Yeah. And so I, did, I didn't go back to work after Jay was born. So about five years I've been out. Mm, out of out of out it. Out of the festival. I've <laughs> been out of it. <laughs> <laughs> out of it too. Yes. With those kids. Yeah, but and Joe dealing Moody, with Matt she's coming home. <laughs> did um, did he come home last night? Did, yeah. With the, from the 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 football and the shenanigans. He came home. Yeah, I came home. I think I can't remember getting home. I can, <laughs> I can remember. You said you had a really good seat behind the killers. The old Mac Forbes. It was the you know the. Well, the, everyone thinks he's a good-looking winemaker, but I think he's a bit ugly. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, he got the tickets, service. and amazing tickets. Yes. Like, amazing. Amazing. Like, it was a good day. Nosebleed. Yeah. Were you nosebleeding? <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm shaking internally. You've, you've, had a big, you've had a big night, haven't you? Yeah, uh, you could say. Well, it's been momentous. <laughs> but um, this book, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Wilkinson's apostrophe, possessive, good, um... How it is at home statement. How is it at home? Is it busy? Is it constant? It's busy, yeah. I mean, we've got two boys, so there's always things going on. Matt's, um, They're still quiet. Yeah, well, that's good. They're watching Ben 10. They're so quiet. <laughs> Do you remember the last time we came here? They sound, Jay, sound went through glass. Yeah, the, sound, <laughs> through, the soundproof room, we could hear him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Well, the, the thing about the book is it's going... Yeah, the book. We, 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 <laughs> we broke it into sections of, like, I think everybody would resonate with it. Like, life's really, really quite busy now. In a digital world, we've got busier. We doing have. Doing nothing. There's, um, yes, exactly. It's like spinning our wheels, isn't it? 
and we've just put together a, a collection of our recipes and it was actually really quite cute when Shelley first got the book um She's like, oh, baby, baby, look, I don't have to go hunting for all our recipes now. It's all in one book. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, just don't tell Hardy Graham that we've the paid us a... It's just, and we've made a book just for us, <laughs> which is which is actually true. And It's a consolidation. It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah of all, all sorts of things. And it's, we're not, it's not a book that's going to tell you how to do stuff or, you know, go milk the cow or, you know... Um, have a paleo or something. It's actually, <coughs> it's actually a true life. Sorry. It's a true life book. Um, yes. You know, broken, like most people have a repertoire of like six, seven dishes and usually lasagnas and spag balls in there. Yep. And you come back to it, right? Macaroni and cheese, does that count? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about that in the book. So there's our seven weekly dinners that we normally have and then a yes. collection of, of lots of other things. The magnificent seven. Yeah. And then the section, <laughs> the sections that I like is like when, when mum's away, when dad's away, because I think you do eat you differently. Do. Yes. Um, there's things that Charlie won't eat, like lamb and offal, so I give the boys that. Um, and yes. Famously, I did the tripe. Tri- it didn't go into the book, but I can remember once the <laughs> cooking, Charlie was away, and the boys like, the thing comes up and goes, Dad, what's that horrible stink? And I'm like, nothing, nothing. It's, it's, it's like, oh, it's horrible. And then <laughs> you're, later, not, you're not going to tell them I'm boiling the yeah. cow, of a, the, the stomach of a cow. Yeah, then later and on. And it's going to rock. Then later on, I'm like, they're eating it, and they had, like, on the third bowl, they're like, Dad, we really love this curly pasta. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the best thing ever. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's um, right. So there's just. And I- it, the, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, and there's simple things in there. There's, you know, people struggle feeding kids. How kids are no different to any other ones. Like mm. they don't like herbs and but they don't like pest. herbs. Well, they just don't like green, green things. But, oh wow! But the contradiction to that is that they love pesto pasta, <laughs> so that's full of green things. But yeah, they right. eat that. And that's, that's like something that you can either indulge or just just stop immediately. I knew a guy. Ironically, his name was uh, Pete White. And somehow Pete White was able to convince his parents that he didn't want to eat anything green. And yeah. throughout his early existence, he didn't eat anything green, and he was just allowed to do that. But well, well, I find you can't, that, can that, you? It's we, like, we, we, dude, we, we, you need to have green things because it's like chlorophyll and it's kind of good for you. And yeah. yeah, but when it comes to kids, like it's not, it's not, it's a family book. But like, you know, our kids, like kids, just don't. I don't know about you, but I didn't want to eat certain things. No, like, I hated like custard. Like, everyone, it was sweet, it was, like, lumpy, like, me nan. I, like, I'm not allowed to leave the table. And I'm like, I don't want the custard. You get a bowl of it. You eat the custard like, and you'd like, be thankful for it. Yeah, and, like, lumpy gravy. It's like that skin on stuff. It's like, yeah. ugh. Um, starving kids in Africa would love that lumpy gravy, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, and the try books. to use, like, ways of, of using vegetables without it being too obvious as well. There's vegetables. Vegetables is camouflage. Mm, yeah. But then we also have the garden where Matt works in the garden and grows a lot of our vegetables so we also have the the way of kind of saying well you grew that and you picked that so mm. you yeah. should be eating that yeah well, and Charlie okay Matt sort of uh, alluded to the fact that he might cook things a little bit differently when mm. you're not around is there an opposite side of the coin do you um, are you able to once Matt goes away you're able to go ah, ah, now yeah. is the time to cook there's things that we like that Matt's not a big fan of, like pesto. He doesn't like pesto at all. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like like cooked fruits in savoury dishes, like yes. an apricot chicken type. He doesn't like no. that. No. So yeah. there's a lot of Middle Eastern sort of stuff with chicken and well, not with lamb with you, obviously not. But I'm thinking like tagines. Yeah, the boys are still getting their head around spices, and so they don't eat, like a lot of things with, with spice. Yes. 
Um, it's too hot, Dad. It's got like I, so. That's <laughs> what we have. Like I've got about five or six different types of chili sauces that go on. Mm. Um, I'm famously for making things too hot, and then I can't eat it. Oh really? <laughs> but the, but every, the, time. But every time, like, every time. One, my, my friend <laughs> made this bang bang chili chili thing. It's his bang um, bang chili chili. Yeah. Tra- so good, they named it twice. Twice. Trav's, Trav's father-in-law's uh, sh- uh, from Shanghai, and he's this this dry fermented chili paste. Oh my god! And I put like a table, a teaspoon of it into a bowl of rice. Yeah. Yes. I, just, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's be good. Yeah, be good. Honestly, like, I nearly fainted. I was going to call the ambulance, right? <laughs> bang, bang. Like, you remember that time? It was just yeah. like, like milk, watermelon, salt. Like, I was like in yogurt. pain. Yogurt. Yogurt. Yeah. yeah. Yogurt. 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 So what was this stuff? <laughs> so it's just like a fermented chili paste. And we make, I make a few different types of chilies. Yeah. Chili paste. Um, yeah. It's, you know, to the, the, to the, for the, some reason, kids like pick it up. Like, oh, that's too spicy. It's like, it's, it's cinnamon. Shut up. Yeah, yeah well, spices. They're still getting their head around spices well, versus. That's heat. just that's just sort of like a, a slow thing that's it's just going to take a while that you've got to introduce things. I see that you've appropriated things and some that seem. I've just opened up this page, <laughs> and um, I'm looking at this thing called the Yorkshire custard tart. Yeah, which looks suspiciously like something that happens a little bit to the south in the Mediterranean, perhaps. Well, obviously, the Portuguese stole it from the Yorkshire. Oh, is that what happened, is it? <laughs> yeah, actually, is a, there's, there's a few things. It's like, I don't know, um, in book number one, I put Barnsley onion soup. It's actually, yes, it's, that's it's, right. It's, it's, it's French onion soup. Yes. The Barnsley <laughs> twist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, um, no, Yorkshire curd tart, it's basically the same thing. You just add ra- uh, raisins to it for a Yorkshire curd tart. They're delicious. Oh, right, okay. Oh, I love a bit. They, they, these so are good. Do you, do you have to make your own puff pastry? No, you just say you have your own puff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. There's, there's tips in there as well. So things This like, is the great thing. It's yeah. sort of the left and the right hand. Do you want to maybe talk a little bit about this? Well, like things like puff pastry. So we would always have puff pastry in the freezer. So you can use it to make custard tarts or other kind of makeshift desserts or you can do a pie or a savoury tart, we use it as kind of across the board. Unreal. Yeah. Now, look, I want to uh, talk a little bit more about um, the different sort of viewpoints that sort of come into dishes. Uh, but Matt says, we've got to pay rent. We do. We, and we, we must we, do this. We were going to play another song. We're not going to play another song. We no. still need to play the sponsorship announcements, otherwise we get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> we'll be back after this. Don't want that. Tail end of Eated here, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a great day with uh, the start of Daylight Savings. And um, we have, we're delighted actually, Matt and I, that we've got Matt and Charlie in the studio. Um, There's another great book uh, that has come out and uh, I love the fact that we've got two different ways of viewing sort of uh, the cooking and the reality of cooking. Would that be a fair, um, fair point to make? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah okay. but we don't cook yeah. together in the kitchen. Oh, that's good. No. This is have a long, have a long happy life together. Because yeah. we cook, we cook differently. How do you, how, okay, how do you cook first of all? Well, it's what not, do you do? It, I'm very intuitive. Like I don't use recipes to cook, so right. actually writing recipes was quite difficult because Anathema. I kind of had to. Yeah, well, if, yeah. I just do it. <laughs> just do it. I just I mean, do it, man. You know, measurements, you had to kind of, do, when you did the, right, the recipes, you had to kind of make the measurements fit and... How many tablespoons of... of yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, you just, with the, you just use. And, and so what we've tried to articulate in the book is that uh, the recipe might say that it's a 
bacon and egg pie or mm. um, spinach, zucchini. Sorry, zucchini slice. Yes. But use what you've got in your, in your kitchen. So don't go out and buy every single ingredient for a particular recipe. A lot of this is a good excuse to pull out the drawers in the bottom of the fridge to see yes. what's in there. Yeah. They go, yeah, we'll put a little bit of carrot in there with that. Which is kind of how we set out. We kind mm. of we try to plan our our weekly meal. Bless you, man. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was, I, was, I was talking about hay fever. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. QED. Sorry, Shelley. No, I, I, I apologies for my producer just interrupting the flow there. We try to we'll plan out the fast. menu for the week. So, like yep. on a Sunday or at the start of the week, we'll kind of look what's in the freezer, what's in the pantry, what's in the garden, what's in the fridge, and plan out what we might have for that week. Mm. So, there'll be um, recipes where we don't have particular things, but we'll just use whatever we've got. Yeah. And I, I hope that we kind of articulate in there that people should feel comfortable to, to do that themselves, yeah. It's okay to do that and yeah. sort of do that. Uh, Matt, is that uh, agreeable to you? Yeah, I think... Any, any do you t- write everything down in the kitchen when you're cooking? How's, <laughs> it, how's it different when you're in the kitchen than Charlie's? There's usually kitchen? a lot more wa- uh, pots to wash. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. I, I, Where is the plonger? I'm a bit yeah. of a freestyler when it comes to it as well. Like well, the, the, the greatest thing, I think, the biggest tip we could give is does it matter what you do, what meal you're eating, if it's just as long as it's you eat together. Yeah. And I think that's – the family table is something that's yeah. really, really important about that coming together, eating, and I love it. It's, I think it's the most joyous thing, and mm. it gives to me about family. It's that time – and it, when, I start, when I work too much at night time and I miss it, I, get, I, miss, it, I miss seeing the boys. Like, yeah. Seeing that crazy. I miss them whinging about they don't, not wanting something or they're having something or just, just that, that beautifulness. And that's what I'd like to – for most people to take away from the book is going eat what your kids are eating and let them eat the p- like parents like people that cook a meal for their kids at five o'clock and then they have dinner at seven thirty. it's like i think you're missing a point and the, the point is if you make some food delicious it just brings that coming together much more um can so I that's ask, really it can i ask a question here i'm kind of curious as to in part of the book uh, there's a, a section about matt's favorite food charlie's favorite food and i think it's great that you said what about the kids favorite food too and I want to know what a cowboy dinner is. <laughs> What's cowboy dinner? So that's that's just <laughs> that's so it's basically breakfast for dinner. Right? <laughs> cowboy dinner. So, I love this. Is the marketing department is strong on this yeah, one. My it's, the recipe is really quite funny yeah. because it's like sausage, homemade chips, uh, heat up the baked beans, beans heat up the baked beans, beans. <laughs> open up. The English recipe, Heinz, baked beans. Yeah. <laughs> We've actually included the baked beans recipe from book one in there just in case you, you've, you're you bored. To, yeah. And, <laughs> and you, you, you got play a little bit of cowboy music too? No, so what it was, it was my, my uncle, my, my mum's brother was Down syndrome. Yes. Right? And he'd be at a special school when he'd come home on his holidays. He'd uh, always want cowboy dinner. And he used to get dressed up as a cowboy. <laughs> Fantastic. At the table. Yeah. And it's something that I really love. It's like it was That's one beautiful. of my mum's... One of my mum's is also like it was her repertoire. Yeah. <laughs> like, so mum wasn't the greatest cook. She's the best woman, but not the greatest cook. Sorry, mum. It was she's really got quite. She's probably not listening. She's yeah. got recipes in there. There are. Two and and the other one is uh, what uh, the, the vampire pesto pasta. What's vampire? Is that like red no sauce? Huh? No garlic. Oh, no garlic. Yeah, no garlic. Oh, so, so the vampires can eat yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you can in, yeah. invite a, a vampire to dinner and it's going to be all right. Yeah. Just take away the mirror from over the um, over the fireplace and that'll be good. Now, one thing that uh, before we go, 
um, is we talk about repertoire and um, this is one of those things that it's really, really good to always increase your repertoire. Get a recipe, do it once, twice, three times. Fourth time, you sort of own that recipe, don't you? Yeah. yeah. And then you can make it your own and if, and if you can do a new one a week... Well, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. That was one thing that we did, because we, we do have a lot of cookbooks. I think most people have a lot of cookbooks. Is mm. I'd pick a cookbook that I wanted. Shell had picked a recipe. And then you start to, you know, you do that once a week, and it's kind of fun. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, it just it just creates a more, more... Well, obviously, I'm a professional. Shell is semi-professional cook, so we we find it easy to cook. So, But mm. the home... So the whole thing of it is just tips to just to have a nice life at the table, I guess. Yeah. It's a good book. So it's available now? It yep. is, yep. How much? Forty nine ninety nine. Forty nine ninety nine. Just hand over a fitty and everything will be cool. Um, congratulations. It's um it's a lot of fun. I think Matt's um punched me in the arm a couple of times and said I want to borrow it. So um you'll get it for a week. Sure. And then that's it. Right. And then God, I haven't got any food stains we'll, yet. We'll, I need we'll negotiate s- custody. Yes. Yeah. We will negotiate uh, that. All right. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having us. They haven't moved. The kids <laughs> have not moved. Uh, the power of the, the screen. We've got 30 seconds. What's coming up next, Matt? Sunday lunch. Jess is back for another innings of Sunday lunch. So Jess <laughs> and Nova will be talking about subversive Melbourne. Today's subversive theme is feminism. Feminism. Uh, and next week, Cammy, I'm not going to be here, but uh, you will be here. And Digger, formerly of the Dirty Deeds radio program, will be joining you at the Digger's microphone. Digger's coming in to talk about spring, sprung, mm. and uh, all the things we need to do in the garden and what's delicious coming out of the garden. It's been a joy to see you both behind the microphone here. Um, cowboy dinner. Sounds like I might have to do it. There's lots of amazing recipes in here. Go to a bookshop, have a little look through it. It is worth having a look. It's one of those used and recommended by Eat It kind of books. We don't give that imprimatur easily. Mm. We're over time. We are. We should we'll, go. Uh, we'll get out of here. Yeah. Um, Dig is coming on next, uh, next week. But yes. uh, stay tuned for all the amazing shows on this station this afternoon. See you later. This has been a podcast from Free Triple R, 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.